Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Good morning, guys. I'm Tanks, and you're listening to It's Me Tanks live exclusively on SiriusXM Stars Channel 109. As always, it's our weekly time to talk to each other with a live Ask Me Anything. Also, guys, if you're listening to this as a podcast, did you know that you can get a free three, a free three, that's a tongue twister, month trial of SiriusXM? Sign up at SiriusXM dot com slash tinks offer so that you can listen to this show live every week because it's so fun live. I mean, it's super fun for me and you never know what I'm going to say. I want to answer all of your questions. So call me right now. Dial 888-94-STARS. That's 888-947-8277. My mom is in the studio. She is here to watch Viche while I go do unspeakable things at Coachella. Um, So that's very exciting. It's really cool for her to see what I do, my new job. So very exciting. And if you hear someone screech, no, don't say that in the background. That is that is, in fact, my mother. Um, Okay, let's go to our first lovely caller of the day, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Tinks. How's it going? It's good. How are you this morning? I'm so good. I actually have kind of a like happier question for you, I guess. Love that. Um, Yes. So starting off on a positive note. I'm moving in with my boyfriend this summer um, for the first time, first time I've ever lived with a boyfriend. And I just wanted to know um, some advice for it to go well based on your experience or any of your friends' experiences. Okay, love that. How long have you guys been dating and how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? So I'm, we're both 25. Okay, love. Um, and we have been dating for just over a year, but we actually knew each other previously. We were friends in high school, oh. went to different colleges, and then ended up in the same city and then kind of rekindled a little relationship. I love that. It's it's so cool when you can be friends first in that way or like know each other, know of each other. That's so nice. Yeah. And congrats on moving in. That's exactly. so exciting. Um. Listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've only lived with one boyfriend and it was because he didn't want to pay rent. He was an annoying, um, you know, cheap guy and he just wanted to live in my room. Um, So that didn't go totally according to plan. But here is my tips. Here are my tips. Um, I think that, you know, moving in and you're so young and you are so head over heels for your guy right now, I think that... um, my only advice would be to make sure that you continue to cherish your friendships and continue to have, you know, some things for yourself and some things um, that are just for you. Because like when you move in, you're you're merging two lives, right? You're you're literally taking his life and your life in a way. I mean, I'm sure you guys spend so many nights together now and have a totally merged life, but like this isn't on a new level. So I would just say, 
um, you know, maintaining your friendships, doing fun things, maybe having like one night a week that you go out with your friends or something like that. Um, and I think that not only will that help you as a person maintain a great sense of self and also maintain your friendships, but it will also help your relationship, right? Because I think sometimes when people move in, it's like they get boyfriend sickness, they go too fast, too furious. And then it's like they look up and they're like, oh, shoot, I haven't spoken to my friends in like six months. And, and I literally do everything with my boyfriend or whatever. So you sound like a very sensible person who would never do that. But I think that's my only thing. It's a really exciting time. It's a really special step to take in a relationship. Um, I, I definitely want to live with someone before I get married. I think that's definitely the right call. Um, and it's just exciting. So and, and also it's fun for your like your boyfriend to miss you. So if you have that one night a week where you're like, I'm going to like watch The Bachelor with my girlfriends or like go out or like I, I go play soccer on this night. Like then when you come home, it's like, wow, you have something fun to talk about. And it's it's it's, it's, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, um, so that would be my advice, but I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. And we're both working from home. So definitely having that okay. time away yeah. with my friends will be good. Yeah. Then too. that's, that's crucial information. And I think, yeah, definitely. Because the thing is you can get in those you, I've done it like I've had the worst boyfriend sickness ever where I literally spend 24 hours a day with my boyfriend and like we eat every meal together and then we work next to each other and it's like and then you look up and you're like whoa that's a lot so I think just having those little like routines built in it's so nice and then you come back and you're all excited to see them and they like want to know what you did and you want to know what they did so that's that's my only advice but it's gonna go great I'm really really excited for you Sarah Oh, yay. Thank you so much. And you need to make it up to Seattle at some point. <laughs> I am dying to. Well, seafood and moody landscapes. Sign me up. I am dying to go. Yep. And lots <laughs> of good Cindy Americanos for you. <laughs> oh, I, well, exactly. Duh. Oh, my God. That would be my first stop. Um, So I hope to visit Seattle soon. <laughs> OK, thank you so much. Bye. Have a good week. Sweetheart. Yeah, literally the only time that I lived with a boyfriend, he was like, I don't want to pay rent anymore. I'm just going to move into your house. And I was like, okay. And my boyfriend's sickness was so bad, I didn't even tell my roommates. I'm so embarrassed of that. I'm so embarrassed of my behavior. Um, he literally just moved in. And then eventually Casey was like, is, is he just living in our house? And I was like, no, <laughs> kind of. Taylor in Orlando. Good morning. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Tink. How are we? I'm great. I actually work while your segment goes on, and I actually make deposits for my work. So I timed my bank deposit today so I could call you. Oh, my God. That is planning ahead. I absolutely love that. I'll try to make it worth it. That was a lot of planning to talk to me. So thank you. Well, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with my question of the planner in me then. I, exactly. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. Okay, so not that you even asked, but my question is, um, <laughs> um, so I, it's kind of weird. I'm a little bit being kind of having my cake and eating it too, if you will. I am, I try to be the cool, casual friend, like, mm -hmm. yeah, if you want to cancel, it's no big deal. I don't care. Come as you are, you know, like yeah. I keep it loose. I try to let everyone be themselves, just no pressure, you know, mm -hmm. but lately that's been leading me to being canceled on, flaked on a lot. And, like, there's been times where I've driven to do things. And I hate to be, like, texting people, like, an hour before, five minutes before. Like, hey, are we still going to do this? Are we still yeah. going to do this? It brings me back to that, like, high school feeling of, like, For sure. being left out and being, like, clingy. And I just don't want to feel – I'm, like, 35. I don't need to feel that way. No. Like, I'm grown. Yeah. I just have a good time and enjoy people who want to be there. So, like, I guess my question is how do I – kind of like set the boundaries of like you can kind of come as you are but like can you come you know what I mean right. I don't know you know what I'm saying also I kind of like to be a little flighty too like you know make the plans in the morning five o'clock rolls around and you're like mm, my sweatpants are kind of feeling comfortable I don't want to go so I like to leave the room for myself to kind of have that too you know what I mean is that impossible I don't know <laughs> I think it's not impossible I think it's a, it's honestly kind of a friend by friend basis and I think it's honestly a case by case basis so yes boundaries are super important and I get you I think like I'm a person who gives a lot too and I give and I give and I give and then all of a sudden I turn around and I'm like I'm offended like I feel like people have taken advantage of me whether it's planning or in other things so I get it but I think so a couple things. First of all, you say you want that you want them to cut you that slack too. And we all do like, hey, listen, we're in our 30s. Like we, 
you know, shit happens. We get, um, you know, we get busy. We need to cancel. Our sweatpants feel good. But I think it's like knowing what friends you can call on, you know. So if you are planning to go see a movie, you really want to go see the movie on a Friday night. Like that is your plan for the week. You're excited about it. Pick the friend who you know is going to come um, and 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 leave the, the flaky friend for when you are like, you know, maybe you're going for a beach day and you don't know if you totally want to go. So it's really like a friend by friend, case by case basis. And that's how you can set yourself up and enforce those boundaries without going crazy. And, and I, I totally get it. Like, I'll give you an example. I have a friend he literally always wants to hang supposedly he's always like oh my god like yeah like what are you doing tonight what are you doing tonight what are you doing tonight and I you know sometimes I invite him but he canceled on me so many times last minute I was like this is not a reliable friend and so I only invite him to things where he's not the only person Sunday night I had um, a dinner party I invited him and lo and behold seven o'clock rolls around, no show. But it was okay because I had other friends there because I know who he is. You know, it's like that thing that Oprah says, like when people tell you who they are, listen, right? So it's if you have something that you really want to do, pick the friends that you know are a little bit more reliable. And if it's a flaky plan or you're feeling flaky, you're like, I don't even know if I want to do this, then pick the flaky friends. So it kind of is like matching their energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I I can roll. I like I like that. I can kind of cherry pick the friends and 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 place them where yeah. I need them when I need them. Yeah. <laughs> different friends for different things. And 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 that might sound jarring to people, but I do believe that is the reality. That's you know you have your party friends, you have your heart to heart friends, you have your movie friends, you have your beach day friends. Like there, it that's okay. That's called being an adult and knowing who you are and and what people you know what you can what you can give and take in a friendship so I think that's totally fine and just be a little more cognizant yeah where we're picking and choosing what happens to ourselves and and cultivating is is part of that and you know and that goes with friends as well so I think that's fair exactly yeah exactly um amazing Thanks. Everything I needed from the phone call I got, well worth my my timing, and uh, I will listen further for more. I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you so much, Taylor. Have a good rest of your week. I hope that my friend who canceled on me or didn't even cancel, didn't even show up to my dinner party on Sunday is listening. You're toast, buddy. Um, okay, Va- Valerie, Valeria in Puerto Rico. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Hello, yes. how are you? Hi. Oh, my God. First of all, hi, Corm. You're like a queen. Oh, oh, she's smiling so big. We love her. You made her day. We love her. Like, please. A legend. Anyways. Hi, Tinks. I absolutely love you. I've been here since the salad shaking. Friend. Um, everybody who's an oldie knows what I'm talking about. Of course. We've been through it all. So I love you so much. Love you, You're too. literally like the big sister I've never had. Thank you. Thank oh, you so and much. My friend Tinks Closet. She loves you, Steffi. He can't call because she's in Europe, but she absolutely loves you to death. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay. I don't want to take up too much time. So, little backstory. I got hired for a job six months ago. Um, that's really cool, really amazing. I'm, like, over the moon. Okay. Good and it that. happened super suddenly, but thank you. <laughs> but, like, I'm a very big procrastinator because I'm afraid of failing, if that makes sense. So, like... I put off doing my work because I don't want to do it wrong. Like I don't want to do my like bad work at it. Yeah. But I don't do I don't do bad work. Like I know I'm doing okay. I'm just scared of doing it. So how do I overcome that? Because like I need to learn how to value myself. Like I'm 21. This like this industry is like so toxic sometimes, and I feel like I do I I I do pretty good work if I say so myself. So like how do I stop that mindset of like oh my god I'm gonna fail? Like how can I stop that? <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to give you a mantra. Mantras are very helpful. Done is better than perfect. I'm actually going to give you two mantras, two for the price of one day. The second mantra is doubt killed more dreams than failure ever did. Okay, so let's take the first one. Um done is better than perfect. I have to tell myself this every day. Okay. It sounds like you're a perfectionist. It sounds like you're very hard on yourself. It sounds like you also work really hard. You know, you got this cool job. You're young. You have no reason to doubt yourself. And the only thing that's holding you back is 
procrastination. And I get it because I procrastinate too. So you just need to create a new neural pathway and think like every time you reach for that phone to go on Instagram or look at the TV or whatever, just think done is better than perfect. And for me, I'm in it with you 100% sister. Like sometimes I have to do some branded content or something and my assistant Lauren will look at me and she said, you know that you just hate starting. Because every time I start, I'm like, this isn't so bad. I know how to do this. And she's like, yeah, you know how to do it. Of course you know how to do it. It takes five minutes when you actually just put your mind to it or a short amount of time. Um, I hate starting. I hate starting. So that's why I had to literally drill this mantra into my head. Done is better than perfect. Because the thing is with you, it's never just going to be quote done. You're you're good at your job. You're a perfectionist. Like you said, you're going to do great work. It's just starting. Okay, second (laughs) mantra. Doubt killed more dreams than failure ever did. When you are sitting there thinking like, what if I do, you know, a bad job? What if I can't finish it? What if it's hard? Blah, blah, blah. Like that is just sucking up your time and energy. And if you think about having a finite amount of energy in a day, right? Like you want to be spending 50% of your energy on your work. You want to be spending 30% of your energy on your self, your wellness, whatever, 10% on your friends and then that other 10% save that for creative flex I I definitely got all those percentages wrong but you get the idea like save that extra energy as for creative creativity for fun for whatever makes you happy and makes you feel alive like don't waste that on procrastination like that was a big mind flip for me because I was thinking like I'm spending all this time procrastinating and I literally could be like doing anything else I'd be taking a bath I could be going on a walk like I could be just like scrolling on Instagram if that's what makes me happy that day but procrastination is simply just taking time and lighting it on fire um and it and it kills it kills more dreams because you know you never know what if you finish your work one day because you just started it and then you have extra time and in that time you start writing the great novel of our generation you don't know so those are my two mantras you know how much I love mantras if you've been following me that long and thank you for being an OG we love our OGs more than anything um but those are my two mantras hold on to them write them in your phone create new neural pathways every time you go for them think nope doubt killed more dreams than failure ever did nope done is better than perfect promise you promise you promise you thank you so much I literally I love you so much literally I don't have I'm like the big sister and like the big cousin everything the big everything in my family so this means a lot thank you so much I love you so much I love you you have like the best week ever love you you. we're always rooting for you queen thank you I love love you you back bye Bye, babe I'm my angel what a cutie Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery thriller whodunit and it is so scary and it's so emotive and I literally was addicted to it I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog new audible members can try audible now for free for 30 days visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 that's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 to try Audible free for 30 days.
A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it. And I like to look good while naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea. And a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60, head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Um, Guys, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to It's, it's Me Tinks live on SiriusXM Stars channel 109. If you have a question you want to ask or something you need advice on, call 888-94-STARS right now. Um, Okay, Alex in DC. Hello, hello, Alex. How are we doing this morning? Hi, Tinks. How are you? I'm good. Better now that I'm talking to you. What's your question? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm putting in a vote for your hometown of D.C. needs a rich mom sweatshirt in the future, maybe a Georgetown DuPont. But just like think about it. I, I know. It's crazy. I, I So if you guys don't know, I was actually born there, but I only spent like the first, you know, when I was like a blob. So I really don't remember. And then I actually did go back once to visit Georgetown and it was very pretty. And I had one of the best crab cakes of my life. I still remember it to this day. I was 17 and I had this crab cake when I went to Georgetown and I was like, I don't know, maybe I should go here. Everybody seems really, really nice. But anyway, t- point taken. I yeah. will. I will consider that for sure. <laughs> What's yes, your question? Yes, definitely claims you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I. Um, so I'm a working mom. I have a one year old daughter who wow. is just like the sassiest, most amazing thing. Aww. But I live in the city. Mm-hmm. None of my friends really want kids. They aren't really wanting to get married, which I think is amazing. Like they yeah. are living amazing lives. They're badasses. And they've been so supportive of me becoming like a mom, even though I'm kind of the outlier now. Right. And I work a really demanding job in publishing and it's just been a hard balance. And I've been getting questions a lot from them like, hey, when are you going to kind of like get back up to speed with us? Like, I feel like I am. I'm getting like weekly happy hours and like monthly dinners. Like I'm trying, but they're very supportively and kindly reaching out to me like, hey, I feel neglected. And I'm just trying, I'm struggling to figure out how to balance it. So I just would love advice um, on how to be a better friend while still being a mom, I guess. Oh my God. I think that they're the ones who need to be better friends, honestly. I was, firstly, let me just say to all the working moms out there, you are just unbelievable. You inspire me every day. You are incredible beyond. Um, I honestly, yeah, I'm going to push back on this and say they're the ones who need to get in line. I mean, your entire life has changed over the past, you know, year plus, and you have a literal baby to take care of and you're working full time. Like you going to their happy hour and listening to them, it's not the number one priority by a long shot and the fact that you're what's breaking my heart is that you're reaching out to me saying how can I be a better friend like that's that shows me that you are an incredibly caring person and I I'm gonna be honest with you I don't think you need to do anything different apart from maybe set some boundaries and like not be so hard on yourself because you have a baby like the fact that you're going to a weekly happy hour like it's not it's not on you and and I get it like I think it's difficult because you're the only one, right? So it seems like you're the odd one out and it seems like you're the one who's pulled away. But it's like if it was flipped, um, like if it was flipped and it was all moms and there was one single person, you guys wouldn't be like, oh, well, when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby so you can hang out in the club with us, like the mom club? Like it just frustrates, frustrates me to no end when women put pressure on their other women like on their other friends like at this point in our life and it was funny because I actually posted I actually posted this thing from that Maren Morris posted yesterday I reposted it because people are feeling all types of ways about this Instagram post she made but basically how I understood what she was saying is like you have to cut people slack like as women get older like you have no idea what they're going through you have no idea how much they're juggling and you kind of have to cut them some from some them some slack and that's what I interpreted from it and I you know how I always say like women are like rubber bands we never say no we never you know say oh I can't take on that project at work sorry or oh no I can't make cupcakes or no I can't do this for my kid like we are rubber bands we stretch and we stretch and we stretch and as such 
I ask women to look around and acknowledge that in their friends, in their girlfriends. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, it's, I don't know how bad it is. I, I would maybe say to them next time they call you out, be like, Hey, like, I'm really tired. I, I have a baby. Like I'm, I'm working really hard right now. I'm so tired guys. I'm trying to be there for you. But, um, just always remember that like, I have another human to keep alive and take care of. And, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best. And then just stop talking and yeah. look at them because it's like, it's kind of crazy to me that they would, that they would ask that of you. I mean, it's, it's insane. Like it, it's hard enough to become a mom. It's such a big shift, you know, for yourself, for your identity. And then to be the only one of your friends and to be working at the same time, like they got to cut you some slack. They, they've they got to. So you don't need to do anything different. You know, maybe say something to them if you feel comfortable or whichever friend is most receptive. Um, but you're good. You're good, queen. You are you are all good. Thank you. I'm literally tearing up <laughs> um, just because I've just felt like a really crappy person lately. So no, thank you. And no. I just and like I do want to like like in case some of them are listening because we all are tank stands. <laughs> um, like they are they, they definitely like said things very respectfully. They're not being unkind. And like, yeah. they feel like we love you and they're, they're obsessed with my daughter. So they're great yeah. friends. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Insight, so thank you so much. And I saw the Marin Moore thing and like, it spoke to my soul. Yeah. And listen, you know what, to flip it, like uh, to end on a positive note, it could just be that they miss you and they miss like the old days and I get it because like when I was younger I used to have that when when I was like in my 20s I would have that when someone would get a serious boyfriend and they'd be like oh I'm gonna move in with my boyfriend I'd be like no like I want to all live together forever and like nothing has to change so like maybe let's flip it and it's just like they are nostalgic they miss you they they love you so much and you're so fun and amazing that they just want you all for um, themselves but guess what they got to share you now you have a baby and that's amazing and I'm sure that they're proud of you I'm sure that they just miss you um and we're all doing our best like that was what I said about the Marin thing is I was like you know I think some people read it in a wrong way and they took it really negatively but I read it as like cut your friend slack everybody's doing their best you know what I mean so and you're definitely definitely doing your best I'm so so fucking proud of you and I'm honored that I have women like you following me so um so thank you. And and if your friends are listening, I love you guys too. But go easy on her, okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. We see Bala Bangle Moms in DC. That's us. So oh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> oh my God. Absolute sweetheart. Um, yeah, that Marin Morris thing. That got a lot of heat. I didn't take it as people got in their feelings about it. I totally understood what she meant. It's a push and pull. Uh, it's a push and pull and you, you have to be there for your friends. But I I really I kind of like what she said, um, <clears throat> but it got heated in the comments. I was reading through the comments. I just don't get that heated about things anymore. So can't relate to that. And I also love Marin Morris. So maybe I'm a little, um, you know, favorable towards her. OK, Emmy in Chicago, a city I miss very much. Hi, Emmy in Chicago. Oh, my God. Hi, Jinx. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm doing so well. I'm like sweating. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Um, (laughs) My question is about an ex. Okay. Um, So I had a little bit of a whirlwind relationship that ended at the end of last year. Um, He, I'm 25. He's 37. Um, I think there was definitely some love bombing going on. Yeah. Um, and he kind of ended it out of nowhere, like two days before Christmas. So Wait, he's he's pretty- 37 and you're 25? Yeah. Okay. And how long did you guys uh, date for? It was just like six months of like. Crazy whirlwind. Time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Planning the future, spending every night together, you know. Yeah. The whole, I know the, whole the vibes. I know the vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. In, so since it ended, like, a little over four months ago, like, I had zero contact with him. I went to therapy. I, like, worked super hard to, like, move on and feel like I'm in a very, very good place yeah. now. Yeah. And so, of course, knowing that, it's like his antenna went up. And <laughs> he started, like, lurking on my social media. I'm just going to um, pause and say, you know what I'm going to say? Men always come back or their lives get worse. Carry on. As as yeah. as he would. As he would. Oh, you're working on yourself. You're going to therapy. You're becoming a better person. You're not even look. You're not looking backwards. You're looking forward. There he comes again. Okay. I'm excited to hear the next part of the story. What, what did he do next? Yeah. So he, and he's doing it. So it's like the most annoying ways possible. He like stalked me on LinkedIn. So oh I got like God. that note. 
And then he followed me on Instagram. We had unfollowed each other. He followed me on Instagram at 2 a.m. on a Friday. Oh, and Jesus. And then unfollowed me, unfollowed me again two days later. And it's just like I don't want to get dragged down by him or, like, sucked into it again. Yeah. So that's my question. Like, I'm just waiting for that text from him and, like, or whatever he does next. And it's like, what do you do when an ex is just lurking and you can, like, feel them, like, circling overhead? Yeah. They're, it's like a vulture. It's like they're circling. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> I know you're going to come in at some point. Listen, I think... I know I joke around about men always come back or their lives get worse, but it, it truly is. The clause is activated so fast when you start working on yourself. You don't have contact with them, all that stuff. So, you know, first of all, I'm proud of you for like doing the right thing after the breakup. And again, like he, he broke up with you, right? Yeah. Okay. So he broke up with you two days before Christmas and now, you know, this is textbook. So, I mean, I guess the first question is you have to figure out what you want. Like from every, from the little that I've heard, I know what I would advise you to do and I know that what I would do, but it, are you 100% sure I have to ask that there's like, you don't want to go back? I do not. Like, I honestly just want him to like to go, go away. away. Yeah. <laughs> um, You could block him. Block him on Insta, block his number. Yeah. It sounds harsh yeah. and people might say, oh, that's really extreme, but it's like, it as soon as you start living in your worth like it's as soon as you get past the initial hump of like after a breakup and if you are that type of person who improves yourself and works hard on yourself and most importantly knows what you deserve it there really isn't any middle ground like why like oh what's gonna happen because I think you're absolutely right you know the next step first of all the 2 a.m follow and then the unfollow what are we fucking 17 he's also 37 which is like the biggest ick that he's behaving this way and he's 37 um so the next step is like the hey been thinking about you text or like some drunk text whatever like honestly it's even if it takes up three days of your life like dealing with whatever dumb conversation that he wants to have or whatever that's three days that you could have spent on yourself to me so to me I would block on Instagram and um and on and on you know text and if and if he finds a way if he emails you or some fucking shit just be like listen we broke up I've moved on I wish you the best but I don't want to chat with you Uh, it's that simple like what's the point like there's the sooner you clear out this negative energy and his negative vibes like he obviously hasn't moved on, you know, or maybe he's gone out there and realized that there's, you know, he, you were amazing, which you are. And he's like, well, fuck, I fucked up. Tough shit, buddy. Go act like a grown up. Go to therapy. OK, now, if he had come to you and said, hey, I've been in therapy the last four months. I totally fucked up. These are all the things that I've changed. And this is why I want to get back together. That'd be a very different call. That'd be a very different conversation. But this behavior is clown behavior it's full-on clown behavior and what do we do with clown behavior put the kibosh on it just by snip 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 i'm doing the scissors emoji and just like cut that shit out because you're too good for that yeah no that's so helpful i feel like that's what i wanted to do but just needed like the permission that it's not like crazy to block someone when they haven't no people think people (laughs) think that blocking is like so dramatic and i'm like why why? Like, why is that yeah. dramatic? You're simply saying, I don't care to speak with you. That's a lot less dramatic than some back and forth dumb conversation that sucks the, sucks the life out of you. It's not dramatic. I block yeah. people all the time. Block, block. Who cares? <laughs> Better luck next time. You lost your chance. Okay, awesome. I'm going to do that. Thank you so much. Proud this of is- you. Really oh. proud of you. Better things are coming. Better guys are coming. Love you tons. Thank you. Bye. Um, yeah, my block lists, it it does it does belong so i have a trip planned to palm desert coming up and i booked an airbnb because i wanted to be with all of my friends this house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know i will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning i know a few friends who have houses and when they're away whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work they just airbnb their houses so they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rena and Napa. Hello, Rena and Napa. 
Hi, Tang. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How, How are, are you? you? Tell me what's going on. Am... So, I have been seeing this guy. Um, we met on Hinge. Okay. Um, we've gone on two dates. Okay. And then we went on a third yesterday, but we did a group date because, like, our single date, it's just, like, awkward in a way where, like, I feel like I'm having to hold the conversation and, like, kind of pry. And okay. it's, like, he's, he's a great, he's super nice. But the thing is, is, like, when we went on a group date, we did trivia night. He was, like, so fun and open and talking to everyone. But then when it's, like, just us, like, he gets super shy. And I don't know what to do. Okay. Is it shy or is he boring? I have to ask. <laughs> Um, like, I, I mean, I guess it like, I does guess he, a boring. yeah, like I, I mean, so, okay. So you go on the date and so let me ask you something. Do you want to go on another date with him? Like, do you, do you find yourself reaching for the phone when something funny happens? Like, do you imagine yourself making out with him? Like, or is he just there? He, I mean, the, we have like made out and it's great. So I don't oh. know if I'm like. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we like we we've hooked up and it's like it's great, but it's just the conversation. I'm like I I like feel like I have to pry and then it's like hitting a wall. Yeah, I feel like women spend too much time performing their Netflix specials on dates. Like I did it all throughout my 20s and I feel, you know, I feel like we spend too much time doing it, right? You get in there and they're like dry, they're giving you crickets and you're like, let me just get my little stool and my microphone and just do a fucking half hour of, of stand-up comedy for you to keep this thing going. And so it's always like, I'm going to go back to the question I always say, like, it's not, does he like you? It's like, do you like him? Like, do you, you do, I mean, it doesn't sound like, I mean, it sounds like you just think that there's potential. You know what? You are a little bit reverse box theorying it I think because you haven't said oh but he's really smart or oh but he's really this or he's really that like you haven't given me anything about like why you would want to go on another date with him you've simply said he was a little bit fun on a group date you know who can be fun on a group trivia night date where there's drinks literally anybody okay literally anybody can seem fun in a group where there's drinks and it's trivia and like you're you're having fun but if you're bored by him on the dates I say cut it like there's a million other guys out there Oh, and also and also see what he says. Like if he has some, you know, hidden bravado or whatever and you cut him and he comes back on a on a horse with a bouquet of flowers. Great. So good. But until then, you've got better things to do. OK, yeah, he just like I don't know. He's very quiet and like he loves he loves hanging out with me. And I'm like, uh, Am I that interested? Well, I'm like, sure he fucking does because you sound fun and nice and cool and you've been you've been doing the whole conversation with him. I'm sure I'm sure he loves hanging out with you. That also happens so much where it's like girls will go into dates and they'll be so funny and charming and the guy will will be just like a piece of like soggy wet pasta and then like and then the guy was like, that was a great date. And then it confuses the girl because she's like, wait, I'm exhausted after that date. I didn't really learn anything about him. He didn't really learn that much about me. I, I, I But he said it was great. And so it's like then this weird cycle starts happening where you feel good because, yeah, obviously you he likes hanging out with you. But but it's like that doesn't matter. It's like, do you like hanging out with him? Do you feel brighter? Do you feel sparkly? Do you feel bubbly after you leave him? And it sounds like it's like a meh. He's a meh. I feel like dull. I feel like my my best friend this morning was like, "You look like he looks like he's drowning next to you," and I'm like, "Oh God, what do you mean?" Oh God, we're gonna we're gonna no, it's gonna be a no from me, dog. Next, okay. <laughs> on to the next um, girl. <laughs> so how do you like? How would I like tell him in a nice way? Because he's a really nice guy, and I like don't I hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's do it. Let's send the anti ghost text. Here's what you're gonna say. Hi, Tim. Is his name Tim? Uh, don't tell me his name, but I'm going to imagine that it's Tim. Hi, Tim. I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the past couple of weeks, uh, and I really respect you, which is why I want to be straight with you. I don't feel a romantic vibe, and I know you're looking for the real thing, and so am I. So I don't want to waste either of our times. Uh, like I said, you're awesome, um, and I hope you find what you're looking for. Good luck out there. Kiss, kiss. Okay, perfect. 
Thank you, Tank. I love also, you so love much. You, <laughs> you help me with my body confidence. So oh my God. I love you so much. There's a there's a more interesting fun guy. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. The things that we will do. That is like typical women dating like venture capitalists. We're like, but I see the potential. Fuck the potential. What's going on right now? Okay, Bridget in New York. Hi, Bridget in New York. Hi, Tanks. How are you? What's How are your you? what's your what's going on? What's your question? I'm good, thanks. This is so exciting. <laughs> um, also the done not perfect is something I need to myself all it's the time the best. So that was really helpful it's, oh good I'm so glad I'm um, so glad love that um so my question is like kind of twofold part is general and parts a little more specific okay um, so I'm 25 dating in New York City which is obviously like a nightmare and yeah. full of fuck boys yeah and yeah just not fun um but also like such a numbers game totally and like it takes a while to find people that you like that also like you and it's just like you have to go through kind of like a lot of shitty guys agreed um so I made myself go on like one new date a week for a few months I love that um, recently and (laughs) yeah it was actually really like successful to find guys that that I liked that also liked me and I ended up like stopping going on new dates because I had enough guys that I really liked who I was still like dating and it dwindled recently to one guy who I really thought we were gonna like actually date um and then he isn't ready for a relationship, even though he's 28 or whatever, Mm. or maybe it's just me, you know, whatever. But now I'm kind of, I had like one guy and now I'm back to square one. And I've been rethinking like the best, I guess, way to just generally approach dating because it's a lot of time to go like even on the apps and find people, then go on one date a week. Like it was exhausting. So like, I guess just, but I feel like not using the apps. I just feel like I'm taking myself out of, the whole dating game because the apps are so important these days yeah um okay so, so I guess just like an approach to dating yeah generally um so first of all you have a good head on your shoulders because everything you said I completely agree with it's 100% a numbers game like no one is gonna come knock on your door and be like I'm your next boyfriend like you have to go out you have to go on dates and I actually did a similar thing when I was in my young 20s I went on a new date um every week I tried to do for a year and then after three and a half months I got a boyfriend so obviously it's a it, it works as a system and it's like and you know what I like about you is you're you take things into your own hands you're not like oh woe is me what am I gonna do you like you had an approach and I love that so okay you had a you had a round let's let's view that as like round one you did it and now you're you're going you're smarter you've accrued more information and now you're going in for round two but dating app fatigue is a real thing right because it is a full-time job and there's so I think right now it's kind of dating apps I'm hearing a lot from my followers and I'm feeling it too like just in reading everything that I'm reading is there's a lot of bs there's a lot of validation going on so here's what you're gonna do you're gonna set an amount of time to go on dating apps and you're gonna do pointed dating app dating so the thing is dating apps have become such a validation tool that like when we're sitting in the doctor's office waiting room we're just going on dating apps and we're like swipe 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 and we don't even really like look at people anymore so set aside 10 or 15 minutes a day like literally 10 or 15 and that's it and that's the only time that you go on dating apps and you swipe and you really think like could I go on a date with this guy would I not you know check in any conversations because as we know dating app conversations should be short so you don't need to be on your fucking hinge all day asking Derek what he's doing for lunch or whatever so 10 to 15 minutes a day and then continue to go on the dates there's there's nothing wrong with just going on the dates if they feel exciting to you and the thing is dating we've we've been conditioned to think like oh if it, if nothing comes of it it's a bad date that's not true the approach you should be taking is I'm learning about myself I'm learning about what I like and I don't like and honestly this is a third bonus one but since you're in New York City I was having such a hard time dating when I was in New York City I would always say to myself at least I'm finding out all the good restaurants and bars right at least it's at least it's funny stories to tell people and that's like the third funny bonus thing that you can use to pick yourself up again if you're feeling like ugh blah about a date um but i think your approach is right i think you you sound like you 
totally get it and and um don't be disheartened and anytime you go into that headspace of like ugh, but it didn't work out or like it's difficult just be like I'm learning about myself and I'm learning about what I like like every date even if it's shitty you're gonna learn one thing even if it's oh that bar in the east village is really good or even if it's like huh that guy chewed with his mouth open and I fucking hate that you learn that okay and that's the win so we're we're totally shifting our mindset and it's we're 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 learning every single day, every, every single date. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, I'm going to definitely keep this all in mind, um, but really quickly as well, um, yeah. kind of another dating specific question. Um, so I have a dog mm. um, and I don't know if you've experienced this with ceviche or like you've had friends. Um, I got him in the pandemic and he's not, he doesn't have separation anxiety. Like I can leave him for hours and it's fine, but he is very like needy and like protective of me. So bringing guys around is slightly difficult. He's like a 20 pound tiny dog, but he needs to be like constantly with me. So I'm just curious if you have heard from friends, anything like the best way to deal with that as well. Do you, do you take your dog on the dates or it's just like when guys come home? No, not on the dates, but like, yeah, yeah. like he, like if I shut the door, like he will just bark outside the door. So I have to like him in my bedroom and he's like there. Listen, cheesy, cheesy thought incoming. Um, the right guy is going to be obsessed with your dog. 100% and it's just like that's part of you and we all have little quirks about us and we all have little things that are like very important to us and that's just part of your package and by the way having a dog is is an amazing thing and like any guy would be lucky to start dating a girl with a with a very rambunctious dog so it's like it's just part of your package in the same way that some people like to get up early in the same way that some people are obsessed with uh you know a certain type of food or whatever like it's just part of your package and he and your dog is part of you now and that's beautiful and lovely so again reframe it it's a good thing um I mean I'm completely nuts you know that like I'm I'm like talk about Viche like she's my child like it's really disturbing but you know what anyone who loves me is gonna love Viche too in a certain way even non-cat people have learned to love her so it's possible and I think it's great and I think it's companionship and being alone in a city it's nice to have a, a pet to be comforted with so I think it's great yeah. Okay. Oh, well, thank you so much. This was so awesome. Love you tons. I got to talk to you. Yeah. Good luck <laughs> out there. Too. Have fun. Have fun. Bye. Hey. Sophia in Boston. Hello. How are we this morning? Morning. Hi, Jinx. Hi. And hi to your mom. Aww. I'm so excited <laughs> to be talking to you. I'm excited to talk um, to you. I'm also here with my roommate who is such a huge we're both huge fans that she actually introduced me to um you this is sam oh hi hi, sam oh my god i literally love when you guys call in as roommates it makes me know that you guys are you girls are taking care of each other and it makes me so happy so hi sophia and sam what's going on Hello. Do you want to say something? Oh, I, well, first, I was just, I'm really sorry. I'm having a really hard time speaking just because it's, they tell you not to meet your heroes, and here we are. So I'll let Sophia ask the question, but just wanted to quickly say hi. She's got, she's got uh, words, and I don't. Um, yeah, no, I definitely love that you just said that we have been taking such good care of each other. It's been almost like four years now and oh. I feel like we've seen each other through so much from pandemics to breakups. Yeah. Um, stupid boys. So it's just been great. Um, but my question has to do with, um, I love when you talk about like sparking joy. Yes. And so I would just love to hear what your top three things are that really spark you joy. Oh my God. I love this. I literally love it. We started on a, on a happy question and we're going to end on a happy question. So I, okay. My number one thing, it's so niche, it's nail art. And I, you know, I know that some people think it's tacky or they think I'm too old for it or whatever but like having fun nails and the whole experience of like picking my bright nails makes me so happy and I love it because it's a way that I express my creativity let me back up sorry guys I want to reset for everybody who doesn't know what we're talking about so there was a goop article that changed my life um it really was it's insane it's one of those articles that just stuck with me and in this article they talk about the difference between happiness 
and joy. Happiness is like a measure of contentment over a period of time. Like, oh, were you happy as a teenager or whatever? That's how you should think about it. Joy is something that's much more attainable that you can go after in your everyday life. And it's a lot easier to spark joy because sparking joy can be something as small as like getting fun nails or driving an extra five minutes to get yourself like your special latte versus like just making coffee at home or whatever. And this practice has honestly changed my life so much because I think I used to think every day like how can I make myself happy how can I make myself happy but if you focus on the little moments the joy it really raises the water level line of your overall happiness if that makes sense um and I will link the article on my Instagram and in the show notes so that you guys can all read it because it's it's such a simple article, but it really changed my changed my life. So, okay, back to me sparking joy. So my number one thing is nail art and it's like everything. I love that it's like an outward expression of how I'm feeling. I love that they're bright. I look down at my nails if I'm like feeling sad or stressed and I'm like, ugh, bright colors. And and in the article, it actually mentions that bright colors are a great way to, to trigger joy. Um, like even wearing a, a, a super bright sweater can can do it for you so that's my number one thing my number two sparking joy thing is probably driving to get a treat with a friend um and you know I think like as we get older we think oh like you know we don't we don't need to we have ice cream at home you know we don't need to do we don't need to go get it um but to me getting in the car specifically to go get a treat like big chill or it was like a froyo place in LA and and listen it's it's 20 20 25 minutes sometimes away from my house but the whole act of going to get it makes me feel like a giddy teenager again you know when you would like go get ice cream with your friends whatever um and just blasting music in the car um and the third thing is probably oh my god i i probably blasting music in the car is my third thing. I literally love getting in the car and doing a full concert. Like even if I'm just in the car alone, I blast the music. And if I screw up the, a part of the song, I do restart it because I pretend like I'm. it's a full concert. And I do that in my house too. So just like dancing in my house, listening to music, always having music on. Um, but there's a million things like, you know, my special uh, passion iced tea from Starbucks sparks joy. Um, so I, I really really hope everybody just reaches inside of themselves and it's basically think about the things that you loved when you were a teenager and now people might think are silly but you should still do do those things so is there any things that you you guys as roommates like to do to spark joy together yeah I mean we love blasting Taylor Swift love Um, love (laughs) we like also it was so funny we were just like nodding along to everything you were saying like oh just like going on a drive to who knows where, whether it's like to grab like some food or just, you know, yeah. vibing around the neighborhood. It's, yeah just the little things it's It's the little things it's so fun like me and my best friend brian we have this we're obsessed with this restaurant called the melting pot and it's like it's really far away but we go like you know once every couple months we drive out there and we go get it because it's like special and we've done it since college so my lasting thought is like i'm so overjoyed to hear you guys together i love girlfriends i love that so much don't ever lose that like i want you guys to be 50 and blasting taylor swift and your kids be looking at you like our moms are crazy like don't ever lose that it doesn't have to change when you grow up um and and i think that female joy is so 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 important so guard it for yourselves guard it for each other i i love you guys so much and i'm and i'm just so happy that that you called in you really made my my day I love you guys. Love you so much. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. I have tears in my eyes. Okay. Guys, you've been listening to It's Me Tanks live exclusively on SiriusXM Stars. Remember, live AMA is every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific. Listen to this episode anytime on the SiriusXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can sign up for a free three-month trial of SiriusXM. Sign up at SiriusXM.com slash Tinksoffer and listen to this live show every week. Uh, Don't forget new episodes of the pod every Monday and Friday. Go do something that sparks joy. I love you guys.